Welcome to the New Hope Podcast. Our mission at New Hope is to engage our city with the love of Jesus, one relationship at a time. We pray this message encourages you in encountering God's love and displaying it to your city. We hope to see you soon. Amen, amen. Hey, if you have your Bibles, would you just take them and turn them to Psalm 73 as the lights come back up? And for the record, the Keep It Short was in the context of a two-hour conversation and my thoughts were keep it shorter than that. And, but we're grateful, uh, Ronnie, for sharing your story. And as she said, um, there is so much more. You know, I, I just mentioned that conversation was in the context of a two-hour conversation where I just sat and listened to the journey that she and Isaac and their family and many of you in this room went through with her. And it was just so, so encouraged. We, we started the service by reading John chapter 9, where God uses this for His glory, and that God does what He does often for His glory, and that it's no fault of our own, but just God being gracious and good. But when it comes to tonight's text, Psalms chapter 73, um, can I steal that from you? That would be awesome. Just, I'm limited. Thank you so much. Hey, can you give it up to the worship team for all that they've done and the hard work? I'm grateful for the entire worship team, Charles and the worship team, but grateful to have Suthan and Ronnie back with us, and so thank you. We love you so very much. Psalm 73, let me give the context. We're not going to read all of it, but Psalm 73 uh, begins with, honestly, just a, uh, um, a man of God just crying out, basically, God, why is all that is against you prospering? That's essentially his complaint. God, I'm been faithful to you. God, I'm serving you. God, I am walking with you. But why are all these negative things happening to me? And then those who don't walk with you, all these positive things are happening to them. And it's, it's a fair question to ask. And I'll be honest, it's a question that many times I have asked and going, God, I'm being faithful to you, but, but why this? I'm being faithful to you, but why this? And, and I begin to go, God, I'm serving you, but why this? Well, this is the heart of Psalm 73. It's an encouraging psalm to me because I think it's just a really honest psalm where the psalmist deals with some things that I wrestle with. But he comes to this conclusion in Psalm 73, and I want to read it uh, beginning in verse uh, 23 and read it to the end, and then we're going to walk through it just briefly tonight. Psalm 73, beginning in verse 23. If you're with there, we just simply say amen. It says this, Psalm 73, 23, nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you will receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Behold, for those who are far from you will perish, and you put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God refuge, made the Lord my God my refuge, that I may tell of all your good works. The main point that I just want you to walk away from this text is simply this worship God in difficult situations. If there was a takeaway from our conversation, Ronnie, that day in your house was that in an incredibly difficult situation that I personally can't even begin to go, hey, I understand what you're going through. I walked away with going, wow how encouraged I was 
um, by how the Lord worked in your life and how you were using that moment to go praise God. You know, look at the end of this text, it says, but for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. When I was beginning to think of a text for tonight, just to try to encompass, honestly, my thoughts and what I have taken away just from being encouraged by your journey, Ronnie, it was this. Though my flesh and my heart may fail, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. It is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. And the challenge for tonight is worship God in difficult situations. The takeaway with you, Ronnie, was that of how not only in the difficult situation, but how you are praising God in the difficult situation. She mentioned in her video that she, uh, specifically she mentioned two of the songs that she was singing, but all these songs were selected by her because in different parts of her journey, God used these songs that even in difficult situations where she could say, my flesh and my heart may fail, but I will praise God in these difficult situations. And God used these worship moments. God used these specific songs and these specific truths to carry her through. So worship God in difficult situations. The question needs to be asked, why do we worship God in difficult situations? And the text gives us three answers. The first answer is found in verse 25. Whom else is there in heaven but you? When we begin to ask the question, why do I worship God in difficult situations? The first answer is because who else do we have in heaven? Meaning, who else can we trust that is sovereign over all? Who else can we trust is transcendent above all? Which means that He is above the situation. Meaning that He is not affected by the situation. He stands above the situation. In heaven is the place that the psalmist used to describe the location of the all-powerful Yahweh God who is above everything. And he says, who else do I have in heaven? Basically, who else can I call upon but you? See, it's oftentimes in difficult situations that we have one of two responses. We either blame God for the difficult situation and do what the psalmist. you got to understand the context of the psalm. The context of the psalm, he's saying, hey, I'm serving you, but everything's going against me. And he had an option, he had a response there in that moment to go, the psalmist could have responded, hey, I'm serving you and everything is going wrong, therefore you're not worthy to be praised. Therefore I can't trust you because I'm serving you, but everything's going wrong. And so instead of turning to God in difficult situations, he could have very easily gone somewhere else. But he says, I will worship you in difficult situations. I will worship you when things don't make sense. I will worship you when it seems like all the world's against me. Why? Because who else can I turn to? It's very similar to the disciples when Jesus was famous, then all of a sudden Jesus started saying hard truths. And all of a sudden people were like, hey, I don't like that anymore. See you later. And there's this mass exodus of followers away from Jesus. And then he turns to his disciples and he says, hey, will you go too? And they simply responded, who else is God? We know who you are. Who else is there to turn to? Meaning they recognize the supremacy of who God is. You and I worship God in difficult situations because who else do we have in heaven but God? Now, with that being said, we recognize and we worship Him supremely, but I also want to just take a moment for those in here who you may be followers of Jesus or not, I want you to, I want you to hear me say that we acknowledge very much the giftings of the doctors and the surgeons that faithfully took care of Ronnie. We are not saying that God did the healing despite humans, because I think that's a lot of times that when I have conversations with critics of the faith where we say, hey, we trust in God and we trust his healing, we trust him to work through all situations, they will respond simply, no, God didn't heal her, the surgeon healed her. And I just want to simply say this. There's a story in Exodus, I believe, 35, 36, 
probably should have checked it up before I got up here, but go read all of Exodus. You'll be edified, but somewhere, 35, 36, there's this story where God is telling Moses to make the temple, to make the synagogue, make the temple, and he says to them, go and get, once again, don't remember their names. Let's just call them Bob and Joe. He tells them, which I don't think there was a Bob and Joe in the Old Testament, but he goes and specifically says, call out these two gentlemen who are craftsmen who uh, they made things with their hands, and he said this, I have filled them with the Spirit of God to be successful. And I just want to simply say this, we are so grateful for, especially medical personnel in here, you have put in more hours to learn what you did and do than I think most people in their jobs, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that God has gifted you and equipped you. So I want to at the same time say we celebrate and believe in the beauty and the competency that God has gifted human beings. And he works through those ordinary means for grace all the time. So for us to say, God, yes, we do believe God steps in and does supernatural healings at time. Absolutely believe. But even if he works through ordinary means, he's still sovereign in control and he's in heaven. That surgeon is an incredible surgeon, but that surgeon is not in heaven. And so when we turn and we go, we are so grateful And if they were here, I would love to give them a hug, you know, and I would just want to say thank you for your incredible giftings. And we are not denying that, but we're simply recognizing. We're not minimizing what they've done. We're simply maximizing who God is and what he's done. So why do we worship God in difficult situations? Because whom else do we have ultimately to turn to that is in heaven above all? But second, the second reason we worship God in difficult situations is because there's more to our lives than our physical lives. Look at verse 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Here's what the psalmist is saying. Even if I die, God's worthy to be praised. Even though my flesh and my heart may fail, meaning my physical life may come to stop. It may come to nothing. It may end. But God is my strength of my heart and my portion, not just on this side of eternity, but forever. And the psalmist recognized something that his life mattered beyond the life that he had in front of him. His life mattered more than his physical life, that God being a spiritual God, creator of all heavens and the earth, created us to walk in covenant relationship with him for all eternity. This is how he created in Genesis 1 and 2, to walk with him. But because of sin, death has entered into this world. But death wasn't originally a part of God's plan. And through the person of Jesus, God is redeeming death. God is conquering death. Jesus died and was resurrected again so that by putting our faith and trust in him, he reconciles and redeems our physical life back into covenant relationship for eternity with him. He makes things back to where they were. And the truth is, all of us are going to die. Some way or another, we're going to. But praise be to God, there's more to my life than this physical life. And so therefore, when my flesh and my heart may fail... I will turn to God because he is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Not just now, but forever. And if he and his sovereign plan allows me to go through difficult situations, he's worthy to be praised because these situations will come. I was having a conversation uh, with my best friend, Robbie. Some of you know Robbie from Fall Retreat. He led worship for us. And I was having a conversation with him. And all of us, in various ways, um, have gone just through difficult seasons because of COVID. I don't think anybody went through COVID and was like, man, it was the best season of my life. All of us went through difficult seasons. And, but he and I were just talking this week, praising the fact that difficult seasons eventually come to an end. And that may be in six months, it may be in 60 years. But praise be to God, because of Jesus, difficult situations eventually come to an end. And in light of eternity, our lifetime is small. 
And even if our difficult situations go from one thing to the next throughout our physical life, our physical life is not the end of the story. Therefore, we will worship God in difficult situations. So, we worship God in difficult situations because whom else do we have in heaven? Second, because there is more to our lives than just our physical lives. And third and lastly, He is the one who gets us through the difficult situations. Not only is He the one who is in heaven, but He is the one who walks with us. the, The psalmist in verse 23 says, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. Why? Because you hold my right hand. He's saying, I'm not trusting, I'm not going to anything else, because even though you're the one who's in heaven, you're also the one who holds my right hand right now. Right hand in Scripture is a place of authority and prominence and support. Scripture says that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. It's a place of authority and honor. And the psalmist is saying, Jesus is at my right hand. Jesus is with me now as I walk through this difficult situation. He says this in 27 and 28, For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be what? Far from God? No. It is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. See, the beauty of even worshiping God through difficult situations and trusting Him is He is the one who gets us through. If we sit here and go, hey, God, I'm going to worship you on the other side of this difficult situation. But because of this difficult situation, I don't understand why you did this. And so I'm going to walk away from you. But if you make all things good again, then I'll turn back to you. And I want us to understand something. We are, it's a pretty selfish perspective to look at how God relates to us. But instead, might we recognize that in difficult situations, God is with us. I I don't want to necessarily put words into Ronnie's mouth, but in conversation, and I know in my own personal experience, that it's oftentimes in difficult situations where we do feel closest to God. She gave testimony of the two weeks prior, and God just preparing her for that. You know, like when she's in the car, and you're just like, hey, I don't care what people think. I'm going to sing, and I'm going to dance, and I'm just going to rejoice to the Lord. There's, There's something that God in His sovereignty was drawing her in because He understood, hey, you're about to go through a difficult situation, but I'm going to be the one who's going to walk with you. So I'm going to pull you close, and I'm going to walk with you. And, and I'm so encouraged, and this is one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing tonight, because of the end of the verse. I have made the Lord my God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. I, I pray that what Ronnie's trying to do tonight, of praising the Lord, would be an example for all of us. God takes us through difficult situations, often draw us close to himself through those difficult situations, but often also to use those to point other people to the goodness of who God is, his graciousness of what he has done. And I don't know about you, Ronnie and Isaac, I know this season is a season you never want to repeat, but I need you to know that my faith is stronger because of you too. My faith is stronger because of what you've gone through. My faith is stronger because of your honesty and your vulnerability, but yet at the same time going, God is worthy. And he is worthy to be praised. And I need you to know that you have faithfully, in difficult moments, shared about his good works. And all of us in here are praising his name because of you too. And I just want to say thank you for that. And my faith is greatly encouraged by you. Can we just give them a round of applause? Let them know they're grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to me. That's not to say you are perfect or any of us are perfect through this. But at the end of the journey, when I think of this verse... I'll always am thought and I'll think of you guys because you have gone through something I cannot imagine. But at the end of the journey, as you're still walking through the journey, you're saying, hey, 
The Lord my God is my refuge, and I may tell of all his works. The application for all of us tonight is this simple truth, is that might we walk with him, faithfully with him, might we worship God in difficult situations, and might we tell others of his faithfulness. Might we worship him in difficult situations, and might we tell others of his faithfulness. Will you join me now, just as we pray? We hope today's message was encouraging for you. We'd also love to hear how God used this message to speak to you. You can email us at info at newhopeny.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle for those outlets is newhopenyc. Our website is newhopeny.org. If you are in the New York City area, we have services at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays at 164-2 Gothels Avenue in Jamaica, Queens. We're praying for you and we hope to see you soon.